hey, this episode, I interviewed my dad, and I did a lot of things this week, and was pretty busy, so I didn't really have time to flesh out a nice accompaniment to the interview. Um, also, at the beginning of the interview, and at a certain point in the middle, my dad speaks a little soft, it's hard to pick up exactly what he's saying, um, which uh, is unfortunate, because I tried amplifying it, and there's a lot of background noise, um, and towards the end of the interview, for some reason, my microphone was picking up my mother upstairs, actually, during the whole thing, you can hear her doing the dishes, even though we were on a whole other floor, um, and it was very hot, so we had a fan going in the background, might be a little annoying. So I guess what I'm saying is the quality of the audio is not great this episode, but the quality of my dad is. So you kind of just have to suffer through it. summertime I don't want to be spending too much time in front of a computer I want to be out enjoying the world enjoying the people uh, soaking in that vitamin D from the Sun pulling in that energy so that I can give it back to the universe in beneficial ways so enjoy this interview with my dad he's uh, the best dad I ever had and listen close for his little whistle that he does on his SS. It's just adorable. All right, it's recording. So, how's things? How's everything? How's it being the oldest you've ever been? Getting older every day. I feel like we don't hang ever enough. We don't. That's my, my fault, probably. You're never doing anything. Yeah, well, you're busy with the other kids because they're closer. Not more interesting little people. They got, they got the grandkids that can get riled up and then go home. <laughs> set, <laughs> off, set off your little wind-up toy. Yeah. Feed them sugar and set them loose. That's good. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. I like... I tell everyone, I have one niece and seven nephews. And they're like, seven nephews? You only have three siblings. Well, Lucas has two. And Lucas and me, you know, are really close, so. You got a lot of cousins. Yeah. I don't see a lot of them either. But. Whew. So what have you been up to lately? Nothing. Hang around. Stay at home, watch TV. What you watch on TV? Anything good? No, anything. Just whatever's on? You had a DVD player? Yep. You want some DVDs? I don't know. I don't watch them. You got a bunch of them. You want a book of puzzles? Too hard to see right now. Oh, yeah, I guess. 
usually listen to podcasts. Okay. Not this one. This one's crap. There, there are good ones. No, I watch the old shows that I used to watch when I was a kid. Like what? Like, uh, my three sons and, and uh, Andy Griffith's show, Bonanza, Gilligan's Island. Huh? They're all on that Ontario channel. I think Ontario is like Canada, Florida. It's where all the old people go to die. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you have to introduce yourself. Okay. I'm Aubrey Cooper. Daddy's dad. What did you do? You've always done odd jobs. What, what would you say... How would you describe your career? Mostly your construction. Mostly construction. Always hard work. Always. Yeah, I remember telling people, oh, my dad's a roofer. Oh, my dad's he's doing janitor stuff. Oh, he's building houses. All this, that, and the other stuff. Always busy. Farming and ranching when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But always building stuff down too. I don't remember any of the questions that I that <laughs> came up and I, I uh, was supposed to ask you. Because I don't listen to my own podcast. Oh. So. Because I listen to it like three or four times while I'm making each episode. And then I never want to hear it ever again. So I won't go back and double check my notes. I probably should have. Um, do you remember that creepy guy? Did we talk about this? The creepy mm-hmm. guy that Casey remembers? No. Oh, in Edmonton? Yeah. Yeah. Larry. Larry. Larry Orcheski. He's did creepy because his face was deformed. Like, did he have a stroke or did he have no, a... He, he, he used to be a truck driver, and he had a flat tire. He took the truck off, or took the wheel off his semi, and he got split rims. And to split the ring, when he took it off his wheel, flew up and hit him in the face. Hmm. Kind of wrecked half his face. So was his skull broken, or was it just like a big yeah, scar? Yeah, his, his skull was half cracked, too. Oh, jeez. He looked creepy. He acted. He he taped. He talked funny because it kind of out of the corner mm-hmm. of his mouth. But he's a pretty good guy. I figure. Otherwise, though, he wouldn't be around long yeah. enough for Casey to have a strange memory of him. That's cool. What did he do? I mean, did he just keep trucking or what? No, he was he like WCB retired? No, he 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 took the same janitor course I did. Oh, okay. In Edmonton, and he was working in a school. As a janitor. Is that what you were doing when we were there? That was one of my jobs. Like I was roofing when we were in Edmonton. Yeah. And then the one winter, I did, didn't work, so I took that called building service workers course. This is for janitor. And 
he'd taken his course the term before mine, two months before me. Mm. But he only lived a couple trailers away from us, across, across the road. Oh, he did live in the same neighborhood? Yeah. In Evergreen? Yeah. Because Cheers lived on the corner and he lived right next to them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't remember, like, anyone who lived on the street with us. I mean, I was too young. Always just, like, I don't remember hanging out with any kids, even though I was diaper buddies with April. Yeah, that was about it. Because his girl was older than you guys. Mm -hmm. guys next door, their kids were older. But he helped me when I when I built the addition on the trailer. He was helping me shingle it. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while I'd have to tell him to turn the shingle over because it was the wrong color up. Wrong side up. Always had a subpar roof roofer helpers. <laughs> <laughs> Just an extra set of hands, but not an extra brain up there with you. Yeah. I remember helping you out lots. Not lots, lots, but I remember standing on at least six different roofs around town. And I'll drive around places and be like, I'll help my dad with that one. Yeah. Help you you and Nick would help me and Casey would help me, but you and Nick were more interested in the, uh, can I jump from this roof to the neighbor's roof without <laughs> falling down in between? <laughs> Where Casey would be laying the shingles out for me. <laughs> it's just an adventure spirit. Yeah. We weren't, uh... Look how far we can see when we're up here. Yeah. You think I can jump over to that tree? Now that they tore down that, that hospital, and when I'm driving down uh, Main Street there, and I, like, look, I didn't realize, I mean, I did, because, you know, I know the town inside and out, but I forgot exactly how in line that old people's condo and the school are. Yeah. Like, they're on the same block, just the whole block over. And, like, now that the hospital's not there, nothing in the way you can really see. It's interesting living in a town this long and seeing how it how it's changed. How it yeah morphs. I mean, even back when we first got here, there are places that don't exist anymore. When we first got here, there was a turbo beside Marigold. Yep. Esso across the street from the town office. Yeah, I remember both of those buildings being there. And talking to talking to some of the teachers at school, like especially Pardell, 
he's like, oh, I remember when they built that SL. I remember they filled in because the creek used to run through there. This creek that ran around. Yeah. It runs under the Mostos building. It goes across the street from the TD Bank under those two new buildings that Shoe Chuck built up. Mm. There used to be flowers and things. Now there's a meat shop and then the one next door. Oh, yeah. The insurance place. Yeah, it's real. It's interesting seeing the way. Like, if you look at an old map of a town and stuff, seeing how it ran all over the place. When did you put the addition on the trailer? Shortly after Casey was born. Sometime right around then. And what? Uh, how many rooms were in there? There was. There's like the boot room, room at the front. At at the front there was the boot room or porch, and then one bedroom. And then you couldn't go all the way to the back. You had to go through the trailer to get to mm -hmm. the back, and there's a kind of a living room, playroom, and then the bedroom. Oh yeah, there was, because, was Tia in that room was in the, the front, boot room? Yeah, Tia was in yeah, the front room. that's what I, because I remember, I remember she had the bead curtain off of that. Yeah. And then me and Nick were in the room off the playroom at the back yeah. for at least a little while. But we were also in that other, in the middle room when we moved here. Because right? I'm pretty sure when I was in the third grade, or the second grade, my bedroom was against, like, the main trailer wall, and not in the other room. Yeah, you were in the trailer. But the, the room in the addition had the stripe with all the alphabet along the wall, right? Yeah. And the giant smurf in the corner. I ended up with two of them giant smurfs. You know those are probably worth like 1500 <laughs> bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. That's cool. Uh, so, question number one. Where did we meet? Royal Alec Hospital. Royal Alec Hospital. What day? March 8th, 1993. What time? I don't know what time. It was dark. Dark as in? As in nighttime. Early nighttime or late yeah. nighttime? Good morning. I'm late. I'm pretty sure it was like 8.30 or 9.30. like that. In the morning. Everything's dark in March. Yeah. <laughs> you could you only get five hours of light hours daylight. You were in the hospital. Everyone else was hanging out with where'd you where who'd you drop off the other kids with? Did you bring them to the hospital too? No. No. It was just I took your mom to the hospital and I came back with you and your mom. 
So who's watching Tia and Nick? Probably the neighbors or maybe Karen or the neighbor next door I suppose. or the one across the street. We had lots of we friends, eh? Mom was like, it was Nono. And I was like, yeah, I don't think Nono, Nono stayed Nono with us until, until Casey. Because... Or just before Casey. Yeah. Nono could have been babysitting me while Casey was being born. Pretty sure Nono wasn't kicking around yet. I gotta get her on an interview too. She'll have lots of interesting things. What's your earliest memory of me? Do you remember holding me in the hospital? I don't remember seeing you being born. So I met you before your mom did. Yeah? Yeah. You had to wait for the doctor to me to her. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So you had to miss a hockey game, eh? <laughs> did you did you watch hockey back then? Not, not so much. You don't really watch a lot of hockey anyway. Eh? No, I was busy like at work. I mean, get up early in the morning. And the paper phoned me to go deliver papers. Hmm. So I go to work roofing. <coughs> Never time to sit around and oh, too busy playing with your kids. Who's your favorite hockey team? New Jersey Devils. Really? Yeah. It's because I like their logo. You know the first, the first hockey game I went to as an adult where I could drink was watching Edmonton play against the New Jersey Devils. And for the life of me, I can't remember who won. Because it was yeah. the first one I could drink at. Yeah, it was a good drinking. And, uh, you know, I went expecting, everyone's like, oh, beer at, this, beer at the uh, Rexall places. You know, $9 a drink, so you're only going to have two before you're broke. Um, but it was Skybox tickets, <laughs> so we didn't have to pay yeah, for any of the alcohol. Or the pierogies, or whatever else they had up there they were feeding us. It was pretty good. It was really fun. No, 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 no! Got them from uh, from her work. She's like, "Oh, I got these tickets to to the Vertech, hockey game." Vertech or whatever. Yeah. When you were working, Sherwood Park there. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Oh, I gotta go to this hockey game, and no one wants to come with me." And I was like, "Oh, I mean, I guess I'll go, right? It'll you, it'll be the first chance I get to drink a beer at a game." And then she hands the tickets to me, and I was like. Jeez, you could have said they were skybox hey. seats. I would have said yes a week ago. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. I don't remember who won, but I'm pretty sure Edmonton and New Jersey don't play that often. And if I think real hard about it, I can figure out what year it was and approximately what what time. I can figure out. I'm pretty sure New Jersey won. I don't have a lot of faith in Edmonton. Yeah. We weren't playing so good. It would have been back then. 2012. So I think they had Taylor Hall. I think, and that was about it. The 
weird face guy from Edmonton was named Larry. Yeah. I'm almost certain he had one eye. <laughs> or, well, he had one eye screwed up. One eye screwed up. I don't know if we could actually see out of that eye or not. Maybe it was a glass eye. Well, the next question is, how do you know me, or how would you describe our relationship? Do you feel like we get along well? We get along good. Do you feel like... We don't get together enough, but... No. And you're getting old, and I should make sure you... I make sure you still love me so I get in your will. Ah! <laughs> nothing to leave in my will. <laughs> well... They'll have to cut the penny four ways, at least. I, uh... I don't know. I, f I, I... I do love you. I feel like... feel like you and I are a lot the same. Um, and like when I find myself getting angry or having trouble dealing with people, like I can see, I think, patterns that I learned from you. And so I'm uh, not, not like mad or anything I just I guess I'm scared to to see what I'm going to be like when I'm older you know it's it's not like a, it's not like a, I, I'm scared to become you it's I'm scared to know what's in store for me learn to shut your mouth and let it out when somebody goes scream or somebody don't hear you I'm allergic to idiots. I worked with a lot of them. And it doesn't matter what you say to some people later on. Okay. Yeah, you have to learn which, which battles are worth fighting when, uh, when your sanity isn't worth your, your struggle. So I hope... I don't know. I hope that... <laughs> I know you don't necessarily, I don't know if you care or not. I hope that one day I will have kids and you'll still be around to, to be a grandpa to them. I hope so too. I hope you stick around for a while longer. A long while longer. How long do you feel you got in you? Another 50, 60 years? Well, no. I gotta quit smoking if I live to be 100. What Ellie says. If you live to be 100, you have to stop cold turkey. I have to stop smoking. Or you have or, to stop or, or you I, won't make it there. Or I won't make it there. She's probably right. Yeah. She's a gem. <laughs> I should call her. Not right now. Um, <laughs> question four is how long have you known me? This is another pop quiz. This is a, so that's since 93. 
you know how many years ago that was? 29. Yeah. Because in March it'll be 30 years. Yep. Can you believe all your kids are so old now? I believe it. I'm glad they turned out as good as they did. You and Mom are the same age, yeah? Yeah. Like, what? Like, five I'm six, months? I'm six months, so. My birthday's in May, hers is in December. But you're only 32? Pretty close. Pretty close. So I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I gotta be 34. 36. I was born in 86 because T was born in 88. I'm two years older than her. Yeah, it's. Yeah, kids, are getting older. I gotta get older. You gotta get older too. You gotta grow up eventually. Grow up something. It's a it's a weird uh, pattern, but Nick is 15 months older than me. And yeah. Casey is 15 months younger than me. Yeah. And Tina is five years and one week older than me. Yeah. And nobody else has that good of patterns because Casey is 30 months younger than Nick, so there's no no special pattern there. I'm like a weird... I have a weird connection to all of them. Well, that just shows you how often I got lucky. <laughs> Once and then a couple more times. Once every couple of years, kind of like. <laughs> uh, question number five is, tell me about the time I made you the happiest. What's your happiest memory? Oh, lots of them. Have you had a time where you were exceptionally proud of me? Made me laugh the most? Maybe. It was when we were camping at Spruce Point Park. Me and Casey were fishing on a pontoon boat, and you and Nick came out to paddle all the way up to us in that paddle boat. <laughs> Using the, 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 the roof, the canvas roof for a sail. <laughs> and then we pulled, we told you back to shore. <laughs> that was like a mile and a half, you guys pedaled that boat. Yeah. And we did it twice, yeah. <laughs> because because you're like, hey, take these fish back to shore, because <laughs> they're gonna catch us at the at the side. Caught some more fish. I jump in the boat. We can take some more fish back yeah. through the gate. That's cool. I remember that trip because that was the biggest. Uh, uh, I can't for the life of me remember what fish are called. That was the biggest wall I ever caught. On that trip, 58 centimeters. Yeah. It was cool. And then, yeah, the next day we wanted to go out paddle boating again, but the waves were like six feet high. Yeah, and that was about our last day out there camping. That was pretty funny. Except, of course, me and Nick were fighting, even in the paddle boat, so got sick of him by the time we got out there. It's also not the only time I've had a paddle boat towed around behind a boat. Got anything else? Any other good, good, good memories in there? 
probably when we're fishing up, or when we're living up in Whitefish. And we went fishing in the morning and Nick didn't catch any fish. So I gave him some macaroni and cheese whiz and wieners and told him if he ate this bowl full of that he'd be be able to catch a fish in the afternoon. So he ate his macaroni and then I had to figure out where we we're gonna go to go fishing to catch one. We went north to where Tommy Orr had his Bible camp where there was like three or four culverts running under the road. And there was like three inches of water. The jackfish were running through there. And you guys were catching them with fork sticks and a, and a mop bucket and catching them by hand. But Nick finally caught his, I made sure he caught some fish that That sounds a lot. I think we probably had caught 30 or 40 fish and there was a native couple on shore smoking them so we just gave them to them. We just put them on the drying racks and we took a few home to cook. Did I tell you I went on uh, <laughs> I went uh, on vacation a couple years ago, like maybe five, six years ago. Um, I went to Halifax with Carter and Justin, and we went out early in the morning, like four thirty, to get onto a boat to go mackerel fishing. Uh -huh. Which you get a little pilot boat and you hook, they catch them in a net, right? You hook the edge of the net around the boat and then the pilot boat grabs the other end of it and then just start lifting it out of the water. And then when you get close, you just lift it up and all the mackerel slide into the boat. So you're up to your knees in mackerel in yeah. the boat. And we're there and we're like asking the guy, uh, so you got this big boat just chock full of fish. How much is this worth? He goes, oh, you know, somewhere between three and five thousand dollars. Like, oh, well, and you do this three or four times a day? Yeah. So who who buys that much mackerel? The chum factories. They use it as lobster bait. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so like. How much is this guy worth? And I pick up a fish, and he's like, you can have it. I'm not paying you for the trip. Take five or six. I'm like, okay. So I picked up the biggest, juiciest-looking mackerel. So I was like, if they're good enough for lobster, they're good enough for me, too, right? And, uh, you know, of course, like, I was checked with uh, Carter's dad. Paul, are these any good eating? He goes, well, they'll be something like what you're used to. It's not like a, a good, good, you know, sea fish. It doesn't taste like it's from the sea, but it does taste like fish. It was pretty good. I like just eating. I like eating fresh fish. I don't like fish a lot in general, but if I caught it or if I saw it come out of the water, there's a different flavor to them, usually, yeah. you know? Cooking them over a fire is always better. I have a lot of memories of being out fishing with you, eating hot rods, listening to Shania Twain, yeah. driving out to the dam. I bought a fishing rod this year, but I ain't been out yet. 
feel like I never have time. Best time now is after it gets cooled off at night. Best time for fishing on the bridge is right after it opens. For a month. But Jerry caught some good fish the last time we were out. And some the big solid ones, not skinny. What do you catch on the bridge? Pickerel. Oh, yeah. We catch jackfish too, but we're not allowed to keep any of them this year. If you go over to the next county, I think. If you river fish over that way towards Grand Prairie, I think you can keep a jack. But that's it. Yeah. And there's somewhere else I saw on Facebook with uh, invasive species fish where you catch the jackfish and the pickerel because they're probably eating trout. Have you ever been fishing like up north or on the coast or anything? Not on the coast, so far as north was black orange. Kitty Lake and Canoe Lake, north, way north of Metal Lake. Mm. That was good fishing, cold water. Did you ever go to Great Slave Lake? No. Have you ever, not for anything? No. I read that Great Slave Lake has it's in the world. It's the deepest. It's the deepest lake in Canada, and it might be the deepest lake in the world. And I think it's like 600 meters. I think it's crazy deep at one point. But it's like um, if you're out on the west side, where it's like in Alberta, it's like sandy, mucky bottom. But once you get over to like the side where the shield's at, it's just rocks. Yeah. So there is a part that's just a big crevice. Probably just full of dead guts at the bottom. So you've never been on like a big big fishing trip expedition no. nothing like that, hey? No. Think you'd be interested? Like would you go fishing out on a coast? Catch snapper or Something. I don't think so. No. Have to listen to somebody you don't want to hang out with that much. Yeah. I don't know. I can have just as much fun fishing off the bridge. You like just relaxing fishing so, yeah. rather than sport yeah. fishing? That makes sense. Can you think of a time I made you angry or sad? No, really. No, really. You guys make me sad when you screw up, but do something stupid. But that only lasts a little bit. Um, yeah. I f um, most, most of the people, when I ask them this question, they're like, nah, not really. And I feel like it's a, it's a common, 
practice, of at least the people in our family, to not hold on to the negative for too much. You know? Well, there's lots of times it made me sad, but then the next minute or five minutes later, you think something makes me happy. So what? You could always outweigh some you can't love you, 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 you. The love for your kids is unconditional. You can't love them only when they're good. You gotta love them when they're bad too. But you loved me the most, right? Because well, I was I was the least bad. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Casey says, she's a uh, she's my favorite. You're my favorite. Nick's my favorite. <laughs> She is my favorite. Oh. <laughs> Ellie's my favorite granddaughter. Ellie is my favorite niece. <laughs> by far. And the rest of them are all my favorite grandsons. Yeah. <laughs> During Casey's interview, you listen to that? Yes, episode? I listen to that She's one. She's like, I'm your favorite sister, right? I was like, well. <laughs> I don't want to cause any trouble. She was filling out some forms for me, I think for Heart River Housing. She says, um, relationship to what? Uh, favorite daughter. I said, maybe we should just switch that to grandson's favorite mom. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was all the, like, big life questions what's um I don't know do you have a favorite movie Clint Eastwood Westerns you like Clint Eastwood Westerns do you like that the the Dollars Trilogy yes Good Bad and the Ugly and Two Dollars More and a Fistful of Dollars yeah are they even are they the same guy yeah are you sure yeah because I think his name was Bruce in one, and then two the guy in the thing. Two of them have Lee Van Cleef in it, and two have that Mexican guy. The third one doesn't. The few dollars more, where he's a bounty hunter. The Mexican from the good, the bad, and the ugly is in the What are those movies about? Bounty hunters. And then just to show he's the toughest guy around. Says John Wayne isn't there. Do you watch any of Clint Eastwood's new stuff? Like Grand Trino? Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. Um, Which one's that? Like what happens? Is he just that's where he dies. Cranky dude. Yeah. That's all them. He calls them Koreans. Oh yeah, yeah. And what's the name of that other one I just watched? He's a sheriff. There's two guys. They 
at a jail or whatever, and they go to the, they steal these cars. You like the westerns? Yeah. You always read those western novels too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like horror movies? Some. There's a there's a really good uh, western horror movie called Bone Tomahawk. It's like pretty now, like in the last decade. It's got Kurt Russell in it and Matthew Fox. And I can't remember the other two guys ever. Um, I think you I think you get a kick out of it. It's like it's about there's like a group of savage wild men living out in the country like in caves outside of this town and then they come into town and kidnap this one guy's wife and they're gonna eat her right and then they go out and this group of four people from the town Kurt Russell's the sheriff I think and they go try to save this and it's very like it's it is a horror movie but it's also a pretty good western. Did you watch... What else? I watched 310 to Yuma. Yeah. Did you watch both of those? Or just the old one? Just the old one. Just the old one. Who's in it? Oh. I watched the new one recently. It was very good. They... I like... I like watching remakes of old westerns because... Old Westerns had a specific pace to them, and I don't recognize any of the people in them, even if they were, like, big popular things. And I find this is a problem with a lot of old movies I watch. Like, I watch movies that, like, Cary Grant's in, and be like, oh, yeah, he's just some dude, right? But, like, he was a big, popular guy, right? And I just haven't seen enough of it to, like, I don't know what his star power was at the time, but, like, I do recognize, you know, like, in the new Free Tender Humans, Christian Bale is a very popular current actor, well-known for, you know, his interesting roles. Cary Grant and the little guy, they're more like Mel Gibson. Popular. I love Gibson for how many movies? Lots and lots. What, uh, what do you listen to for music? Do you do a lot of listening? I, I listen to Stingray Classic Rock. That's what I go to sleep with. Like CCR and Raylan Jennings. Oh, yeah. And Shania Twain. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> I always, I always just remember, um, 
you had, I don't know if it was yours or if it was just in the cassette drawer, but there was two Dixie Chicks albums and Shania Twain and then like three or four CCR. Yeah. Shania and, and the Dixie Chicks, they had a couple songs that I liked. Mm-hmm. CCR, pretty much everything we sang. What's on classic rock you listen to? Like, they're 70s. They're 70s. Nothing really new. Um, Aerosmith? Yeah. Aerosmith. Uh, Genesis. Oh, yeah. Oh. I like Genesis. I feel like their songs take too long, though. Weird. That era of music. When they were playing guitars and trying not to be disco? Yeah. Hey, what was your first car? I had when I was legal. 66 Pontiac Pre-GM. Anybody spray painted spray cans. Looked nice. Drove the town. Went to automatic car wash. Come out all scratched up. <laughs> took it home. Newspapered up the windows again. And spray painted it again. <laughs> Took it back to the car wash and it just polished everything up nice. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what kind of truck was that old one that you had when we were living in Atikamek? The orange one? Orange one? That was a Ford. How long did you have it? Got it? Just shortly before we moved up there. I traded here no nose mustang for it and we use it to move up there and we had probably another year after we moved to town mm-hmm. I remember my stuffed rabbit used to live on the floor and I Every time I would, every time I lost him in the house, he was out in the truck. It was an old CN truck. Suppose that would explain the weird coloring. Yeah, that's why it was out of orange. I just, like, I literally just remember it being, like, bright orange, but not the whole thing. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, 
truck was orange. Was it? Yeah. There was no like white cap? Mm. Well, like it was the hood orange? Yeah. Had a white camper cap on it. Mm. Maybe that. I remember one time I was driving up to a ticker maker and this raven attacked me. Come diving out of the air. Smacked into my fender. Just thought I was a big piece of cheese. <laughs> do you do you have an earliest memory like in your own life? How far back can you remember? Like what is your Probably when I was five or six. I wasn't going to school yet. Yeah. We lived like a half a block from the elevators. It was a big ditch. In between, it always filled up with water. And we had some planks to make a bridge go across it. Me and a neighbor girl were headed over to elevators to watch the pigeons fly around and she fell off the board into the water. I dived in after her and saved her and I couldn't swim either. There must have been four feet of water in that ditch. You couldn't stand up in it. Sounds terrifying. No wonder you held on to that. Yeah, that's why I still don't know how to swim. You still can't swim. Well, probably can, but I'm not going to try it. Why let that take you out now, <laughs> eh, after all this time? Was was the uh, the elevator in town here when it caught on fire? Were you living over there? I was living right across from Right, right that's across the Bart's. That's what I remember. And everyone's like, there was an elevator in town? I was like, I'm there not. There was two. I'm not going beside it. They were burnt down, too. There was one over here where the... That was fertilizer. That was just fertilizer shed. But it it was tall. Yeah. Like the same Like, like an elevator. Right? Same, same. And that one... I don't they remember. just moved that last year. I don't know. No, like... Before before that new stuff got put up there, there was something there. Wasn't there? Like, when we got to town, there was something there. And then shortly after we got to town, it was empty. There might have been another elevator there. Because there was one there, and then there was two down behind us. Yeah, two right next to each other. And what happened? Did, one, did they take one down and then leave the other one up? And then I it think, burned down? I think they both burned. They both burned. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember that. But like people are like, there wasn't an elevator in town. I was like, yeah. I've, I've only lived here for for like 25 years now. And I remember there being an elevator there. And I remember watching it burn. I remember standing on the main street there. As it was like already down, but there was you and Mike, and probably Terry, and a couple of other town guys sitting there. 
supervising. Well, that's kind of all the questions I had. I can't remember any of the other stuff. You feel like there's anything you should you, that my audience needs to know about me? Any? You have any words of wisdom to impart? No. That's okay. There's a lot of wisdom in your words anyway. I'm sure someone will find a lesson. Maybe it's if you don't know how to swim, don't even bother. Yeah. <laughs> you don't. You That's don't. What life you, jackets are for? Yeah, you got life jackets. You know how to drive a boat and wear a life jacket. As long as you don't sink, you uh, should be fine. So there was there was that a lovely interview. I um I really love my dad. He. He's a complicated man, but he loves all of us children immensely, and you can tell by the way he interacts with us. Um, I, <laughs> uh, interviewing, nope, editing this interview, I, I cried a couple of times. Because, you know, it it's hard to, it's hard to talk about emotions in general, and it's really, really difficult to try to quantify your feelings about your parents, especially, especially a guy who's as complicated as my dad. He's he's a, a withdrawn person. Um, he doesn't have a lot of friends. He doesn't need a lot of friends. Uh, he is very good at making friends. But like he said himself, he doesn't really have a lot of patience for idiots. And, you know, there's a lot of idiots out there. So, anyways... I had a, a short conversation with my mom this week uh, because this this was the final. I mean, you guys have been listening to the show. Uh, this is the final interview of this series, of the season, um, with one of my family members, my direct family members. Um, and that feels like a big deal for me because, I like, I know... Nobody makes it out alive, you know, and it's, it, it's gonna, it's gonna be difficult to lose anyone, but I will have this record of my family and conversations with them that that will make me feel a certain way and 
that I can rely on to be there where I need them to be. And, you know, I don't, it's, I pray that it doesn't happen soon, but at some point my parents are going to be gone and I'm going to miss them deadly. So it's a really cool time capsule where I make my family say something nice about me. <laughs> something. So I, I just knowing knowing that there is a good memory and hearing it from their own mouth is such a big deal for me. Um, and this this interview with my dad being the last of the five other members of my family um, brings like the set to completion. So if I don't do anything else with this podcast, at least I will have that. Um, with that in mind, I don't intend to stop the podcast soon. Um, there are a lot more people who I care about and who I want to hear and who I want to say nice things about me so that I can remember them after they're gone in whatever form that is. I want to remember people. And I want people to remember me. And maybe they don't agree with uh, all of the opinions that I might have. But if I put enough garbage out there, then, hey, maybe there's 40 minutes of me talking that will make you feel comfortable and happy after I'm gone. So, you guys know the uh, theme song was made by Eagle Boy and NX Panton. Special shout out to Eagle Boy. It was his birthday this week. And I love you, dude. You're a great dude. Thanks for listening, everybody. I love you all. So much. <laughs>